Hey mama, today I'm taking you a little bit more inside my heart and inside my brain and sharing with you a little bit of my background and where I come from. As I am currently a mom of one little and I have my next one on the way. So if you're listening to this, I'm due with my second child in May 2023. However, I have so much experience with littles because I was actually a nanny that um, actually was a career of mine that spanned over 10 years, two different states in Florida and California. And during that time, I actually nannied for over 50 plus children. I kind of lost count. (laughs) Um, It's a career that I had not thought of choosing, but it kind of chose me. A little background is that I uh, went to study in college film production and communication with the heart and desire to work in the entertainment industry and to be a light for God in those dark spaces. And so one great way to work throughout college and then also once I moved to Los Angeles to put food on the table when I was a starving artist was to care for children. And it was really surreal. Sometimes I was with, say, one family four to five times a week. So I had kind of a part time status with them. Sometimes it was twice a month, you know, for date nights. Um, But I did a little bit of everything. I did everything from school drop offs and pickups. I went to sports practices. I even participated in some, like some mommy and me classes. Talk about learning how to punch and kick with a five year old in his karate class Um, and also duck. I took a hour plus long trips in the car to different tournaments for the different kids that I uh, was nannying. I even uh, took kids to auditions and of course uh, helped them practice for those. I went to school plays and games. I took them to excursions like theme parks and zoos and Um, different just places all over the different states. I even accompanied moms to doctor's appointments who didn't want to deal with getting their kids vaccinated alone. So I went as emotional support for the kids and the mom. I helped with homework. I gave baths. I prepped dinner. I broke up fights and even rocked kids to sleep. And in my time, I had so many different families. It was amazing. I got a chance to help single moms, single dads, even some same-sex families, um, same same um, uh, same gender families, um, mixed families. I had families that were um, black, that were white, that were Hispanic, Asian, and even different religions too. And some of my families had just one child, one little, and others had up to five. I also had combinations of boys and girls, and all of them were ages from one month to all the way up to a teenager. I took care of some teenagers as well. So all of this to say, nothing quite prepares you for motherhood quite like going through it yourself. I remember when I was a nanny wondering, how would I feel? You know, what would this be like when I become a mom myself? Well, when my son came into the world three years ago, it was quite a rude awakening to see first and foremost, wait, okay, he's with me 24-7. I have no break. I cannot hand him over to anyone. And no one was actually paying me for his care. In fact, Mama, as we all know, he was costing me lots of money. Am I right? (laughs) So even through all of that, I do want to say that there were several things I noticed 
that nannying specifically helped me prep for motherhood that I wanted to dive deeper and share with you today in case maybe you haven't had a lot of experience with kids other than your own or you just want to dive in and hear some funny stories. I promise it will be so worth the listen and the wait and I am so excited to dive in with you. Let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to Mom Nation. Do you want a better work-life balance and more time and energy? Do you find yourself thinking, how can I add more hours into the day? Or Googling, how to deal with mom guilt and can my marriage survive toddlers? Do you wake up with big goals only to feel overwhelmed and alone and you have no one to help you and your littles aren't listening to you again? Hey, I'm Cheyenne. I too was an exhausted mom away from my family. I too felt drained with a strong-willed toddler and wished I could find balance between being a wife, mom, stepmom, and entrepreneur. I wanted more energy to give my husband, to discipline my kids well, and incorporate Jesus into our home. But I kept telling myself that I just couldn't do it without a community around me until I found balance and confidence in raising Jesus-loving littles. In this podcast, you will find time and energy management help, tips for disciplining, and what to do when you have no village, so that you will find balance between all of your roles and trust your own mom tuition. Time to grab those headphones, mama, pour that green smoothie, and get ready to be mom-spired. You're no longer alone. Okay, so I totally have to tell you guys about this one time where it was one of my strangest circumstances with nannying was this time that a kid almost breastfed on me. True story, true story. I had just moved to Los Angeles. I was 23 years old and um, in between auditions and working at a local gym, I started to take on a few nannying jobs and this one family had this sweet little three-year-old at the time and it was my first night going over to watch him for a date night and everything had gone really smooth. We had played outside, we had dinner, we watched a little TV, put him to bed, no problem. We were bonding really well. But then came the moment when mom and dad weren't home and it was about 10 30 p.m and I heard the little boy crying upstairs so of course I kind of you know let him kind of see if he was going to self-soothe a little bit and after a few minutes he wasn't calming down so I went upstairs to see if I could comfort him And in doing so, I crawled in his big boy bed with him and started to rub his back and, you know, speak to him kindly and softly. And he was really starting to nuzzle in, like get really close. And you could tell he was kind of not fully awake, not fully there. And as he started to do so, I noticed he was getting real handsy. Like he started to feel me up, feel up and down my belly. He was going over my boob, kind of caressing it. And I had this like time moment, time like froze because I was like, wait a second, what is going on? Because then he started to go inside my bra, inside my shirt. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I know what's about to happen. And what do I do? What do I do? Thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be so traumatic for both of us. If you get your boob in my mouth, but also traumatic, I know if you don't, and I don't know what's going on. And sure enough, he, with his big three-year-old, big, beautiful, full, full mouth of teeth was going for my boob and I ripped it out of his hand. And he then woke up completely shocked and realized, okay, you're not my mom and started crying. And it was just kind of a big mess, but eventually I got him to calm down. And was able to lull him back to sleep. And so what was really funny was when I shared this with his parents when they came home and the mom didn't think to share with me that he was still 
not necessarily breastfeeding, but definitely still using the breast to self-soothe at nighttime when he struggled with sleeping. So this brings me to my first point of something that I specifically learned from nannying, which is nannying taught me to quite literally go with the flow, right? Kids are not machines and neither are we. Unfortunately, in some cases, we can't program them, right? We can't uh, press a pause button or press a stop button and say, okay, go to sleep now or boom, no, you can't use my boob for comfort. Um, Kids are living human beings and they're emotional and sometimes all over the place. So I was really glad to experience not just this, But in many of my different families, realizing that, you know, we can try to control so much, but there's actually so little that we can control um, with little children. And all we can often control is ourselves and making sure that we control our emotions. A mom that I recently worked with, one of my clients, she said something so powerful on one of our coaching calls. And she said that she noticed with her two littles, she has a a four-year-old and a two-year-old, she realized that she was so focused on disciplining them that she realized the best way she could discipline them was by disciplining herself and pulling in her emotions and keeping calm and keeping steady. Because we know littles, uh, when they are under five especially, they watch you and they copy everything we do. So just remember, mama, that it's okay to go with the flow, let go, and allow yourself to just process this as your children are processing and grow together. And number two, Something else that nannying taught me was that nothing lasts forever. I knew that my son would outgrow his regressions. You know, in the first few years, it can be so overwhelming when you finally say get your kid to finally sleep through the night and no sooner had they sleep through the night that they're having different issues or they're having the same issues come back. Um, you know, or potty training. My son is currently in that regression, actually. He did really, really well in the beginning, and now he refuses to sit on the potty. So with some of the kids I nannied, uh, I was with them since they were a few months old, all the way up until they were school age, and some of them all the way into middle school. So I got a chance to see as I continued to help their families out and continue to go into their life that, you know, they wouldn't always refuse to say, take a nap, or they wouldn't always, you know, say, be disrespectful and throw their poopy diapers at me. You know, it can feel so overwhelming in the moment and it can feel like, oh my gosh, how am I going to survive this season? But I found such comfort in just knowing that nothing lasts forever, that, you know, this current season that these children are in, it shows more about them than maybe me, you know, that they're showing that they have a lot that they're trying to grow through and go through. And that knowing that this is something that they are struggling with, and they may struggle with again, is actually comforting, because I feel like in my own adult life, I've also gone through seasons. So the more we can see our littles as little human beings, and more relatable to us, I have felt that that is the way that really comforts me in these really hard stages of motherhood. All right, so the number three, number three, the third thing that not nannying taught me is that I will survive or I can survive any stressful situation. 
Gosh, as a new mom, you know, it's funny. I've been at the park several times or, you know, been out on excursions with my son where I've seen some moms get so stressed over what I would say would be little things. But then I pull myself back and think, you know, maybe this is their first child. Maybe they've never been around little ones before. And, you know, no one loves your baby like you, right? Um, But there were so many times when I was a nanny that I was all alone a single, you know, mid mid to late 20-year-old woman with three or sometimes four kids by myself. Um, often that many kids were all under five. So, you know, talk about having eyes on the back of your head. Um, it can be really overwhelming and really, really like, I am not cut out for this. I don't know how to do this. But at the end of the day, I realized, okay, you know what? Like there's a lot that I can overcome. I just have to stay present and stay in the moment. There was even this one time I had a flat tire with a little girl I was nannying in the back of my car on the highway. And that's stressful no matter what, when you feel these cars zooming by and you're on your way somewhere. But when you have a little one who has a short attention span and just the fact that it was very unsafe, it was very overwhelming in the moment. But again, here I am, you know, that was probably about seven years ago. I survived. And so it showed me that I can also survive any stressful situation that I go through with my own children. All right. So number four, ooh, this is a big one. Nannying taught me that I don't have to parent the way I'm told or the way my parents did so. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. You know, thinking about nannying for all these different families, I had so many that had a ton of different values and beliefs than I did and so many different from each other. There were times that I would go nanny for sometimes two or three families in one day and I would bounce around to these different families that had completely different values. And so I discovered firsthand that we can, yes, mama, we're totally allowed. I am giving you permission if you need it to take what we love and also to let go what we say hated or didn't resonate with us from our own childhood. You know, there's so many things that you don't really know until you become a parent of how you're going to parent. I think we all have ideas and we have a vision and until your children are here, it's all more and, you know, in, in in your mind where then it is a way then as your child is here then you get to put it into practice and some of it you can only I would argue most of it you really only can decide what you like and what you don't as you live it out as you act it out but you know it's something that nannying showed me that okay like I don't have to do it this way. I can do it this way. I kind of like how they do it. So it got my mind and my heart ready for when I would have my children to, you know, try out different things and see what works for us. And I also have to say a big screw it to society because I feel like society puts also so much pressure on us. Like you have to do it this way and you have to do it that way. And I think what's most important is that we parent in a way that feels right to ourselves and to our spouse, you know, a way that resonates. And really, sometimes that really is hard to get to. We have a lot of layers, like like an onion, right? A lot of layers, a lot of gunk to kind of get and sift through, you know, and that can be a challenge to get there on our own. So I want to remind you, if this is your first time listening to one of my episodes, or if you're a total binge listener, watcher, subscriber, I really appreciate that, that I actually, I have a Facebook group totally free um, for moms of littles who want to 
raise their kids um, to be Jesus loving kids who want to find balance. And we often have deeper conversations with moms in that group who get it and are just like you. So if you're really struggling to try to think of or figure out like, I don't know how I feel about this. Should I be feeling this way? Like, please come join us and we'll engage in those conversations and we'll help you figure it out together. And you can find the link for my Facebook group right in the show notes below. Number five, number five, nannying taught me, well, (laughs) nothing, including our kids stay the same forever right? So this may seem a little bit like one of my previous uh, things, you know, lessons that I learned from nannying about how, um, you know, about how nothing lasts forever. But this is more about how our kids, they don't stay the same, you know, so just like them, we're allowed to adapt and make mistakes with them, right? So we can get so focused on thinking like, no, I have to teach them this now because I want to set up their future well for success. And there are some things, of course, you want to set them up with good healthy habits. You want to make sure that we get them into certain routines. But, you know, there are so many things that at the end of the day, you have to assess, like, is this going to bring me more stress or is this going to bring me more joy? And since our kids don't stay the same, since I got to see so many different children how they change, you know, seeing how their likes and dislikes change, seeing how their their behavior changed and didn't change. It also reminded me to slow down and enjoy all the moments because kids really do grow so fast. You know, there have been moments with my son Mason since he's by bi- he's learning he's becoming bilingual. He speaks Dutch and English and he's just about 3. And there are times when, you know, the mom and me, the nurturer wants to correct him when he says something improper, right? And I'm worried about him not being able to communicate well. I'm, I can be worried and afraid that, uh, no, I need to make sure he says this proper. But then, you know, there are times where your kids only speak like little babies for so long, right? And they say these cute little things. Like, for instance, our son right now, he says penguin, like quinquin, quinquin. <laughs> And we love it and it brings us so much joy and it's so cute. And it just reminded me that there are moments that, you know, I think we're just supposed to take a step back and enjoy our kids when they're little and not get so consumed and worry so much about always doing the right thing and having to make sure they do this and that because you know what, more than often, they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out on their own or we're going to help guide them. And there are times just to be present and just allow them to be cute and little because they won't stay that way forever. Okay, mama, we've made it to the last lesson. Well, I certainly can't declare it the last lesson that I learned from nannying, but it's the last one I'm going to share with you ladies today. So number six, nannying taught me that momming takes a village. Oh, yes, it does. Even as a nanny, when I was, say, knee deep in like boogers and screaming and shouting, I remember I needed other women who got it who understood what I was going through and like who would help me during these times and these situations. You know, I remember there were like SOS texts or even voice messages that I would send to friends, uh, mostly friends who were either uh, fellow nannies or moms themselves that I would just say, oh my gosh, like I just don't know how I'm going to handle this today. I don't feel good about this. I don't like this. And it was so great, even as a nanny, which I, of course, struggled with guilt for some time because these weren't my children. I would try to 
rationalize it in my brain. Like I shouldn't feel this way. Why do I feel like I care so much? And what I finally realized was who cares? Like as much as we try to rationalize things, what's most important is the fact that we do care about these things and these feelings should be validated. And the way we can best validate them is by finding a group, a supportive group of women to surround ourselves with. You know, nannying in LA actually helped prep me for my current mom life and lifestyle um, without my family. Um, Because so many of the moms that I actually helped in LA also didn't have their families there. Most of them had moved there because of their own career or their husband's career. And, uh, you know, I was actually in their lives because they needed help. They needed me, right? And so I was able to be that support for that mom then. And I got to really prep and see why it's so important to have women that you can open up to, that you can um, you know, share your deepest hurts and worries with, but also just women that can help you, even just in the physical, for instance, like a nanny or a housekeeper or something like that. And so often when you move away from family and you're not around family or say you physically live close to family, but you're not emotionally close to them, we need to build our own village. And that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I think the beauty in our modern society is that we do move. We do take risks. We do have the blessing of being able to connect with people all over the world. So you really get an opportunity to build that village of women that you feel safe with, that you feel connected with. And again, if you're looking for that, if you don't have that, I want to encourage you again to go to the show notes below. Come check out the free Facebook group that I've created because that is my goal is to create a community, a group of women who come in with no judgment and just want to be real and honest and 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 raw and you know also have lighthearted moments. There's a lot of things in motherhood that I think if we bring more joy and laughter to, they'd be a lot easier to get through and to grow through. So again, you're looking for that. We've got that for you. You can go find it in my show notes below or you can just visit the website momnationcommunity.com. Hey mama, how you doing? I hope you gained something from that episode. I'm curious if any of you have actually been convinced to possibly hire a nanny yourself. Yeah, let me know. I would love to hear your feedback or if you were maybe a nanny yourself and you have some of these similar experiences. One of the best ways that you can let me know about this is one, either joining that Facebook group I've mentioned or two, go ahead over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It's one of the best ways that I know what you guys thought about the episode, what you're taking home with you and what resonated and ultimately what kind of episodes to prep for the future. So I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode, please go ahead and share it with all your mom's friends. You can go ahead and post and tag me to it. Uh, My Instagram is at Cheyenne Clayman, and I look forward to already joining you guys on a future episode. Have a blessed and beautiful day, mama. With all the overwhelming and hard choices a new mom has to make, where you get you and your baby's top-notch nutrition shouldn't be one of them. Ever since I first began my fertility journey, I've trusted one place with all of my women's wellness needs a company and brand that truly goes above and beyond with their cleaning and natural products. I mean, they even pray over their supplements. Yep, I'm talking about Pink Stork, a woman-owned, American-based women's wellness company that has products for every area of a woman's needs. Everything from fertility, pregnancy prenatal, postnatal, nursing, menopause, to even a brand new line of men's fertility products and vitamin drops for babies. See why it's my one-stop shop, mama? I can shop in peace and good vibes when I have Pink Stork in my shopping cart. 
and so can you. Go check out my own link below or visit holyhealthyhappymama.com slash pinkstork to check out my personal favorites list and grab yourself 15% off with code CheyenneC15. You won't be disappointed.